It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. He's here. So, real quick, two things. It's 12 o'clock. Before we bring on London, I need to remind you guys that the 12 o'clock lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is brought to us by Colleague Racing, the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. And this interview with London Fletcher is brought to us by Lincoln Electric. Now hiring for great jobs. They are experts in the manufacturing and welding field. Check them out at Lincoln Electric. And with that, Cleveland native should be Hall of Famer. London Fletcher, how you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm doing great. What's going on, guys? Hey, Hello, London. Dequell Jackson is a good friend of ours. We love Dequell. And he was like, oh, London's the best. You're going to love talking to him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, DeQuell sent me a text about you guys. He he said you guys are, are awesome to talk with. Well, we appreciate that, London. Your story is really amazing. Obviously, for I'm sure most of our fans know, of course, you're a Cleveland guy, and you played Division Three football. And as somebody that didn't play Division Three football, but I did eight years of play-by-play in Division Three football uh, in upstate New York, I have an affinity for Division Three. Unlike in other sports, baseball and basketball, well, you see Division three players make the make the professional leagues. In the NFL, it's unheard of for a Division three. It's very rare for a Division three player to play in the NFL, let alone have a m- remarkable long career in a sport that averages three years per player. You played for 16 years, I That's believe. Correct crazy. me if I'm wrong. It, yes. And you never missed any time. Did you always believe, London... When, from the time you were in high school, from the time you played at John Carroll, did you believe that you were an NFL player? And how did <laughs> no Division One schools take, go after you? I don't understand. Well, you know what? I actually thought I was going to be a, an NBA player. I was a I was a high school basketball player mainly. My in high school, um, yeah. you only played one year of uh, high school football. Had Division One basketball offers. Had had a few Division One. Football offers as well had the Bowling Green, I want to say Miami of Ohio. Bowling Green recruited me in both uh, football yeah. and basketball. Michigan and Ohio State both asked me to come in as a preferred walk-on down to uh, to their uh, respective schools. But I was dead set on playing, you know, college basketball, and, and I took a Division One basketball scholarship to to St. Francis and PA, right. uh, St. Francis, PA. Yeah was up there for about a year and a half and then decided to to transfer to the Division Three uh, school of John Carroll. Needed to be closer to home. You don't have to sit out any any um, games if you go from a Division One to a Division Three. So that was that was appealing to me. I ended up, you know, obviously playing well and dominating at the Division Three level. And I guess they could say, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. You know, Amazing. London, you know, nowadays it's so crazy because now everybody says, you know, linebackers don't count. Linebackers, you know, you get yeah. a linebacker, 
week, two, you know, day two, day three. They're not getting big contracts anymore. The linebackers. Some and of them it, weigh two fifteen. Yeah, some of <laughs> some of them are the size of cornerbacks now. Um, you know, when you, what would you say the emphasis in and how important linebackers are? Because there's this thought process out here now that all you need is a couple defensive tackles. You could put a couple of stiffs at linebacker. You are right. Like in, in your yeah. in your mind, yeah, what, you know, what is exactly. this thing? How does this thing moving right now? Well, I'll say that's the NFL. The way the game is now, you see more the spread game emphasis on being able to cover, especially at the linebacker position. You'll see converted safeties now playing linebacker. You see guys that you know used to be where middle linebackers used to be 250 to 240 pounds. You mentioned being two, 220 to 225. There, there's more of an emphasis on athleticism as opposed to being big, big run stopping type uh, type of linebackers now. But I will say this, they're, they're extremely important, especially in the middle of that field. When you when you have some of the tight ends, like a, a guy Cleveland native like uh, Travis Kelsey and, some of these elite tight ends that you have to deal with. You have to have somebody who's big enough to to uh, stop them or, or, or go against them, you know, in coverage and also athletic enough to stay with them, you know, from a speed standpoint. I There's not a – I don't think it's – you still have to have excellent linebackers. You just can't throw a stiff out there and expect to win games. You, you still need some guys who can play football. Lenny, you got to look at the Browns last year in the game against the Commanders. Wondering what you thought defensively of them and the the moves that they've made this offseason. You know, going into that game, I as a, I do the play by play for the for the uh, Commanders. So I mean, I play by play the color commentary on the radio for the for the Commanders. So I looked at the Browns, you know, defense and obviously Miles Miles Garrett had a had a tremendous season. Thought Denzel Ward, he's one of the best. Cover man to man cover corners in the in the NFL, and he had a really good game against us. Linebacker wise, I, uh, well, I would say defensive tackle was one of the areas that I thought the Browns um, were kind of lacking. Um, I felt like that's you know we'd be kind. able to run the ball. What's <laughs> that? That's being kind. You nice. You nice. <laughs> that's a yeah, compliment I, I, I to what we were saying about uh, this tackles against, all year against uh, against the Browns, but. You know, it's hard to run a football when, when you throw an interception. So, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, maybe we should have ran it a little bit more. But, you know, I, I, the Browns definitely need to sure up that interior defensive line and also the linebacker and core. And you, I saw they went out and uh, signed the, the tackle from, from the Minnesota Vikings. I'm sure they'll look to add a couple more pieces in the uh, draft and free agency to get that middle of that defense shored up. Lennon, I just wanted to go back to your career for a minute because – your third all-time in games played by a linebacker, first all-time in consecutive games played by a linebacker. How many times did you go out there on Sunday or Monday or whatever it was where uh, you think a lot of other guys wouldn't have played? Because you had to be hurt at times in your career and you were just tough enough or whatever it was to play through it. I mean, were, did you come close to missing games at any point? Uh, or, or were you just fortunate and you stayed some, you know, you were healthy enough to go? No, when you play when you play the position that I play, it's a physical position. It's physically demanding. You once you step foot on the NFL field, you're never going to be a hundred percent. I went into plenty of games where you know I could have easily set out of those games. Whether it's uh, you know some of the injuries, I had a couple bad knee knee sprains. Whether it's MCL sprains or or I had also um, 
you know, a little torn, torn meniscus, which I still have yet to get <laughs> surgery off. Oh. But um, also a couple really bad sprained ankles. The, the closest, actually, the uh, I had a hamstring injury I can remember in Buffalo. And this was the first time where I was like a game time decision in my career. I don't know what, uh, I think it was 2004, if I'm not mistaken. I, and I, I don't know how many consecutive games I had played up until that point. But at that at that time, I was cognizant of it. So it was a situation where, hey, your game time decision. And I can remember driving to the stadium, you know, kind of almost uh, in tears because I, for the first time, I was like, man, I don't I don't think I'm going to be able to play. Mm-hmm. I was unsure, uh, unsure if I'd be able to play. Wasn't able to do much in practice. Um, so they worked me out on the uh, on the on the, in pregame, you know, kind of see if I can go. So I tell my linebacker coach, I was playing all three downs, uh, first, second, third down. I told the linebacker coach, hey, I can um, I can play. I can give you first and second down. I feel like I'd be able to, you know, hold up in the, um, you know, run get, run down, so to speak. And I'd uh, let the other two linebackers, Tequil Spikes and Angelo Crowell, let those guys play, you know, nickel. Well, Tequil ended up uh, tearing his Achilles early in that game. Mm. So now, and we're playing the uh, Falcons with Michael Vick back then, and I was like, "Oh shoot, I got to play the rest of the game." <laughs> I got a game for a guy, right? I remember one time, you know, Vick escapes the pocket, and uh, I'm like, "Shoot, I got this bad hamstring." <laughs> the That's only funny. thing that kept me from getting embarrassed was he had a, a, a little tweak in his hamstring too, so I was able to, <laughs> to kind of push him out of bounds, and he wasn't able to go full full bore either. So. You know, we both uh, kind of took it easy on each other. <laughs> London, make your case for the Hall of Fame because, see, sometimes, man, you you know, very uh, humble people like yourself, guys that, you know, saying just, you know, you, you look like a guy that came to work, you do your thing in your career, you never was a rah-rah guy, you was never looking at me. But I'm going to be honest with you, you got a Hall of Fame, you know, career under your belt. Do you know that? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's as I as I look at the Hall of Fame, and it's something that I would love to be a part of. I I know more than you know. I'm more than deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. When you look at what I've able to accomplish, what I was able to accomplish from a number standpoint, standpoint, um, you know, any metric you want to look at, I'm there. The uh, only thing that that people can knock me on is. I don't have as as many Pro Bowls and, and All Pros, but those things are so like popularity based and things mm-hmm. like that. When you look at my numbers against guys who were making the All Pros or the Pro Bowls over me in those years, you you'd be like, man, you know, there's I got four. I should have had probably ten or twelve Pro Bowls in my career and multiple All Pros, and you know, it's a situation where I've done my work. You know, my case has already been made from a standpoint of voter on the field, not just up to the voters. You know, you got a couple of voters there in, in Cleveland that can help me out, <laughs> so they need to uh, need to be voted for me. I made the semifinals this year and then didn't, didn't get beyond that, but I'm definitely worthy of being in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, we just showed a graphic of your numbers compared Man. to Ray Lewis, and you you guys basically have. Yeah. You guys basically have identical numbers. It's, it's amazing. Identical resume. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, almost and, and, some and of the categories are it, exactly the same. Yeah, and when you look at it, you know, Ray is arguably the greatest middle linebacker to ever play 
in the NFL. And there's only one guy that you can put up there side by side who, whose numbers rival Ray's. So yeah, he's the first ballot considered by many as being the, the greatest. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Middle linebacker in the National Football League. You only can compare one other person to him, and that's me from from a number standpoint. But, you know, if he was first ballot considered the greatest to ever do it and the guy that that you can compare, you know, statistically with him. I think, you know, I, I wasn't first ballot, but I, hell, I should be in there by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully at some point. That, it is the new goal of this up. show to get London to Fletcher. Get London, yes. Fletcher Fletcher London we will do everything in our power. Yeah. We'll start campaigning. I'll start That's walking right. the streets yeah. of Cleveland with picket signs. You will be a Hall of Famer, mark our words. But, London, you mentioned there are two Hall of Fame voters here in Cleveland. You're oh. right, Mary Kay Cabot and Tony Grossi. Have you gotten any feedback from the committee? or from the Hall of Fame on on why you haven't been in yet? No, I haven't. I, well, I, I'll say this. I've talked to a couple couple voters, and, you know, it's a process. I will say this. It's it's a tough deal, tough situation, tough job that the, that the voters have because you're looking at trying to – I think they start with the, over 100, you know, modern-era candidates, and you're trying to bring that down to five players – and when you look at the the National Football League or you look at football in general, it's the ultimate team sport. And you rely so much on on each other to perform at a high level. And and then now you're saying, hey, let's only take five individuals each year out of this great game where there's been over 20-something thousand players who played. And there's currently only, I think, less than 400 players in the, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I, I don't think there's enough players in the Pro Football Hall of Fame when you look at how reliant you are on your teammates and on each other to accomplish anything, whether you're quarterback and needing the offensive lineman to block well for you or running back, you need the, uh, need the offensive line to block well for you, receivers to catch the ball, you know, linebackers to make tackles to allow that, that third and ten situation for that that defensive end to be able to rush the passes. So it's a tough job, and I understand that process, but it's about me being able to – I need to be able to get into that finalist list where the the, the um, Jared Bell, who represents Washington, would be able to make my case mm. to the voters and yeah. and not just Jared Bell, other, other guys and other voters who have gone against or seen me play in my career at extensive – uh, places so it's about getting to that next phase and that's that happens at the finalist list i don't understand i never understood why they cap it at five guys per year like in baseball it could be one guy one year could be ten it never really happens that way but it could be as men like why should there be a limit on how many guys get in they should vote on all the guys and if 13 guys get in one year so be it i don't know why you have to have a yeah. Uh, I, I don't amount. know that it's actually really capped at five. Or maybe, um, 
I guess you could have ties, so to speak. I don't know, but yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if they just don't want the classes to be too big, and you know, but it's definitely. You saw where they, they tried to. Nope, one that froze up. Give whether there's, oh, there he is. he's back. Yep. Yeah, there's been guys that, you know, have tried to take care of the backlog. Where there's been, been, you know, guys who played in the '40s, '50s, '60s who were long overdue. You see at the the hundred year anniversary of the NFL, they put in a bunch of, bunch more players, and they've started to add. It used to be just one, you know, senior committee member, and now I think they're either two or three that they're taking. Mm-hmm. So they understand that they're. There's a backlog and there needs to be more players in there, but it's just difficult to say hey, only five a year yeah. of the modern era players. London, you seem to come up a couple times in in rumors throughout your career of of a possible link to the Browns. Did, was it ever close? Did you ever have an opportunity? They were pretty much an absolute tire fire when you played, but <laughs> did you ever have an opportunity to come back? Is there anything that ever interested you? The, the only time that I knew that the Browns were interested in me, it had interest in me, was when I left the St. Louis Rams after the 2001 season, and I, I became a free agent. And my, I was scheduled to visit the Buffalo Bills, the Detroit Lions, and then also the Pittsburgh Steelers um, initially. And I went to Buffalo first and and agreed to a deal with the uh, the Bills the Browns had called after had I had already agreed to the deal, and my agent didn't even tell me about that. The Browns' interest until I had already, um, you know, signed the deal. Mm. You know, so because he didn't want you he, to go there. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where I guess he felt like you know we get we gave them your word, and you know, so the Browns came in. They were a little too little too late to the party, mm. so to speak. Um, but I mean, I grew up a diehard Browns fan. I definitely would have had a lot, a lot of interest of playing in my hometown. Um, you know, so uh, I guess things worked out the way they were supposed to work out. But you know, I would have loved for the for the Browns to be in the mix right from the beginning when I when I became a free agent in St. Louis. Who was your idols, your favorite players when you were growing up? With you know, with the Browns, man, I was. I mean, loved Halford Dixon, Ozzie Newsom, you know, who didn't love Bernie Kosar, Wesley Slaughter. You got Kevin Mack, uh, uh, you know, Ernest Biner, had Clay Matthews, man. I, you know, Big Daddy Harrison. I look like when I said I was a diehard Browns fan, I was a diehard Browns fan. Loved, uh, you know, Eric Turner, the late, late Eric Turner. He was just phenomenal. Um, you know, Frank Minifield, man. I, you know, I just love those teams. Um, non Browns players, Eric Dickerson and, and, Mike Singletary were guys that I really enjoyed and, and kind of, um, you know, wanted to emulate. Um, Eddie Johnson, and uh, he was a linebacker there, the assassin. So, yeah, I, I, I had a lot of, a lot of, a lot of fa- uh, guys that I love that play for the Browns. London, I know you said you played basketball, and, and your dream was to play, you know, basketball. You're listed at 5'10", 245. What was the scouting report of London Fletcher, the basketball player? Because that's my personal nightmare to play against. Well, in high school, I was listed at about six feet and, and like uh, one ninety. <laughs> 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 you know, I got I got short, I got shorter and, and wider as I got older. I guess <laughs> so I was a I was an explosive player. Could could jump. Could really you know attack the basket. Um, you know, 
could could knock down threes my my senior year. I was kind of a I was more of a scorer than a shooter. I would say um, we play. I played on state championship teams at St. Joe's, Villanova, St. Joe's. But yeah, very extremely good defender. Um, you know, just uh, I would say they would probably say, "Hey, let let him shoot from outside, but don't let don't let him get to his right hand because he he's going to attack the basket." And I love attacking the basket. And uh, you know, I, I I had some skills. <laughs> Have you ever played with the Quell? Because the Quell Tussa seems to be a pretty darn good player too. I have not. I have not played with them in basketball. I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, well, we have, we're going to be having a competition there between uh, DeQuell is playing our own Mikey McNuggets, who played Division Three. <laughs> Speaking of Division Three, he played Division Three basketball. I got, well. I, I got, a, I got, a, I got a question from the hotline. They said yeah, they want me to ask, uh, as a native Clevelander, which do you miss the most, corned beef or Polish boys? <laughs> I would say Polish boy. And the reason I say Polish boy, you know, I've it's easier to get corned beef in different places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I go to New York a lot, so you can get corned beef there and in different places. Now they they may not necessarily be the size like you get in Cleveland, but <laughs> you know, you can get some good corned beef in, in in some places. And I've I've had, you know, multiple uh you know people People come from Cleveland. They'll bring me corned beef from Slimans, and uh, you know, uh, or or um, Vienna, uh, Vienna's. They'll uh, bring me corned beef from there. You know, just bring it down. But that Polish boy, man, and when you try to tell people about that Polish boy, it's just uh, I don't know if they really understand. You know, my wife used to make it for me a lot when we uh, when we first got married, just uh, just to give me a taste of home. I, you know what? I may have her. Uh, Look, we have a Polish boy today. And, and, and when you say Polish boy, you notice he said that Polish boy. That's a D A T Polish boy. It ain't like you oh. gotta say it that way, or it don't hit the same. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it, and it, but when you describe it to somebody who's not from Cleveland, you can just you know you tell them about the coleslaw and the French fries and the and the sauce on it. And you can tell they're just like, man, that doesn't seem good. It's like. <laughs> You like, do not me. know what you're missing. Trust me, dog. You know you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> how, how often do you get back, London? Do you get back here this way very often? I get back a, a couple times a year. Yeah, at least a couple times a year. We'll, um, I'm, I'm sure I I don't have anything scheduled yet in terms of when I'll be back in Cleveland, but I, I'm sure I'll be back at least once this year. Um I, li- I like to be uh, able to golf when I come there. So, you know, weather plays a part too. So I, d- I don't, I don't come to Cleveland in the cold weather. We don't blame you. We don't. Yeah. We got well, it's supposed to be really yeah. nice this week. It's supposed to be in the seventies this week. Uh, in terms of Washington, uh, you know, obviously they like the Browns. You know, the Browns traded for Deshaun Watson. We're hoping that after he only played six games last year, that finally he'll end this long drought of bad quarterbacks. Well, I mean, it's been the same in Washington. They have you guys have not had a good quarterback there in forever. Uh, what are the prospects for this year? I know you drafted a kid last year, and Jacoby Brissett. And well, they got Jacoby Brissett. I know who did, but he's not the long-term answer there. Obviously, uh, it's, what's it? Sam Howell, right? So uh, Sam Howell, yes. Sam Howell. Yeah. So I mean, what do you think about him? I know he hasn't, you know, at this point he hasn't played, but uh, is he the answer, or do you think they're going to have to dive into the draft again? Sam's going to get the first crack at it to be the starter. And he was a fifth-round draft pick last year. 
Yeah. If he would have been able to come out after his sophomore year at Carolina, he would have been in a day one, a first day, a first round draft pick, second round draft pick at worst because of the numbers that he put up. His his junior year didn't have quite the same type of season. He lost a lot of a lot of guys who end up going to the NFL off that team. But Sam is a, a tremendous talent, can run. He's about six one, so that's one of the the knocks on him. He got a chance to uh, sit and learn the pro game his entire year uh, last year, and, and then he made his his start only start of the season, only NFL action, the very last game of the season against the Dallas Cowboys, and he played great. Actually, uh, led us to an upset of the Dallas Cowboys. He he uh, vert very first play, very first pass in the NFL went for a touchdown <laughs> to uh, to Terry McLaurin, right. you know, an Ohio State guy. Yeah. So uh, Sam showed a lot in that game. Ran for a touchdown, made plays with his legs, and they they would love for Sam to win that job coming out of camp. Obviously, they signed uh, Jacoby Brissett as a guy who can, you know, who's a capable backup who can be a, a starter for you. This is a uh, a situation where, you know, Ryan Rivera and Coach Rivera, he understands they need to win this year. There's going to be an ownership change and, you know, new owners come in. And, and if you're not making the playoffs, then, you know, I mean, this, this is Ron's fourth year. So he understands what's at, at stake. But, you know, I think I feel really good about the, the, the uh, quarterbacks that we have on our roster. And, and Washington, I mean, you guys, you mentioned Terry McLaurin, who's a Buckeye. It's been a really good player there. You got two nice young backs there. I mean, it's a, it's a, actually a really pretty good skill position group. So if the quarterback's any good, he's certainly got the talent around him. I think it's an underrated skill position group in Washington, but we haven't really noticed him as much because the quarterback play hasn't been great. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you mentioned the two running backs, Antonio Gibson's. You know he's a dynamic back. He can he can catch it out of the backfield. You know runs run the ball. Brian Brian Robinson Jr. who was a rookie last year, overcame getting shot in the preseason yeah. wow, and crazy. ended up uh, just playing extremely good football for us. Jahan Dotson was a rookie out of a uh, Penn State. I know you guys up in that Big Ten area know about him. Yeah. He he torched Ohio State in some ball games. And then uh, Curtis Samuel, another another Buckeye at the receiver core. We have talent at the skill position, as you mentioned, just about having a quarterback to to uh, get the ball to them. And then also we needed to get the offensive line a lot better. And, and that has been an emphasis in free agency so far, and I'm sure it will continue to be addressed in the draft. What do you think about the, you know, it was a big story this offseason. Eric Bieniemy has not gotten the opportunity to be a head coach. We've talked about this a lot. That he's been, we feel like he's been treated unfairly, not getting an opportunity when other guys have. He felt he felt like he had to leave Kansas City to get out, I guess, from under Andy Reid's shadow. We know Ron Rivera is not an offensive. You know, Eric Bieniemy is going to be running the offense there. What, what do you think about his situation and his opportunity to maybe prove himself out from Andy Reid in Washington? Well, you look at you know the situation that that the enemy faced or, or the criticism, so to speak, that he was, you know, having to deal with when he was the offensive coordinator in Kansas city. And it was, Hey, you don't call the plays. Well, Matt Nagy didn't really call the plays as the offensive coordinator in Kansas city. Frank Wright didn't, didn't call the plays in Kansas city, but those guys both got their opportunities to become head coaches. And, and, you know, there's been other, other guys, you know, you know, whether it's a um, the, the Cincinnati Bengals 
head coach, uh, Zach Taylor, right. when he was with the Rams, he didn't call the plays there. It's it just Kevin O'Connell didn't call the plays. You know, Sean McVay was the was the play caller, but it seemed like the goal post was already the goal line was always being constantly moved for Eric Bieniemy. Especially, it seems like for African American coaches, the goal goal line is constantly being removed, uh, being moved, and we have to, you know, adhere to a different set of standards. And you know, I'm hopeful that that Eric is able to lead this offense and they have a tremendous amount of success and there's no question who's calling the plays and you know he's able to finally land a head coaching job. Londa, we appreciate it, man. Thank you for Thank taking you so the time much, to man. join us today. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. London Fletcher, great. I mean, remarkable career. Future, I mean, he was going to play family. basketball. Future. Future. The, the Ray Lewis comps are That was wild. It's crazy. I didn't realize it. Yeah. Their, their numbers were, I, I think Ray Lewis had like about 10 more interceptions. But besides that. Yeah. He also it, played another season. Although he missed more time. But, but besides that, their numbers were like identical. And even the, you know, I mean, he's not not in the Hall of Fame because he has eight less interceptions than Ray Lewis. I mean, I think. I mean, I look think, at that. I think he get, I think tackles. They're 20 apart. You, I mean, Ray interceptions, missed. eight passes, defended, tied, forced no, fumbles, no tied, sacks, two and a half difference. Ray but missed, Ray Lewis was on a better team. Ray I mean, missed the equivalent was, of three seasons. I mean, that is kind of crazy. And, yeah. And, I mean, that's all credit to him for putting up those numbers despite right. missing all those games. But I mean, London didn't miss a game. I mean, never missed a game. I mean, and he came from D three. Zach Thomas is in a, Zach Thomas just management. got in this year. Patrick Willis only yeah. played six, five, six years. I think. Yeah. I mean, he should be in the Hall of Fame. I, I think, think he, he, he will chance. be eventually. But I think he will be. Yeah. He will be eventually. It is 1228, which means we are still in the lunch of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, which means Colleague Racing is the official sponsor of this segment of the show and also the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. At the end of the show, we're going to take you inside the Colleague Party on opening day yeah. for a lot of oh, fun. Oh, I can't but wait for that. Before we do that, Odell. let's talk about OBJ. Odell guy who's not, signed who, with the Ravens. Who you would have <laughs> thought after year three of his career with the Giants was a Hall of Famer. Now oh. we know he's not going to the oh. Hall of Fame, right? But he got a Hall of Fame team to get him eighteen Guys, million. He got a Hall of Fame bag. <laughs> Let me tell you something. His, he should he should give his uh, his agent double his fee. Good gracious! Because usually agents are not worth it. I couldn't when 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 I saw eighteen million. I like you. I think you responded to our text. I thought it'd be six guaranteed. Right, and then when we saw fifteen million guaranteed, my mind was blown, guys. I told my wife, don't watch sports, right? Yeah. She comes in, she's in there crunching numbers like she always do. She said, mm, OBJ signed, OBJ signed for 18 million. I say, you don't know what you're talking about, sweetheart. You see, <laughs> sweetheart, you, you got see, he watching the wrong. There's no way he signed for 18 million. She's yeah. like, I'm telling you, I say it right now, 18 million. She walked out. Two hours later, I'm, I look, opened my phone up to see the chat. I said, oh, hell no. She was, I say, congratulations on breaking your first story, sweetheart. <laughs> I'd have never guessed that. Ain't it facts? This but, is crazy. And it, it's nuts that he got 15 million guaranteed. I mean, <laughs> totally who nuts. was the competition there? Well, I, I just, I mean. Where's the conspiracy theory? Come I on. think, I think his agent did a terrific job of saying, he did give us this number or we're going to New York. But was he really, were the Jets really going to sign him? Yeah, but not for 15 million. I mean, they I, got three re- good receivers. Okay, I don't know, but I think man. absolutely the Jets would assign him for probably the six that we're talking uh, yeah, about. Yeah, I mean that's just. And I think his agent told him, if you want him, this is the number. Come to yeah. this number, or oh, we're yeah. going to New York. Wait, I'm, I have a question about that ahead. though. And I, I was yeah. talking to Earl and Anthony about this this morning, and I can't figure this out. I'm seriously curious. 
It's 15 million guaranteed, but there's three void years on the contract, so it fits only four million against the cap this year. Right. Can someone explain to me how void years works and why can't it's no, a, it's why can't a, a team sign Patrick Mahomes to a 50-year contract and just pay him a million dollars a year? No, this is why me and Bull years. get mad at people yeah. who are cap crunchers right. sitting on Twitter. Yeah. Stop telling me. People don't have money. They have all the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys will make some There's creative always, math up. There must be. It's a good question he asked. Why couldn't you do 50 years? There must be some limit well, of the, how many I mean, voidable years there can be. The, voidable, the Browns had avoidable years on Deshaun when they and, restructured. And, and Cloudy. Cloudy had technically Cloudy was released because he had voidable years. It's just a, it's just a pressure release. But there must to, be a to, limit to how far it can go. I mean, go. probably. But there's because just, otherwise, yeah, why wouldn't you sign Mahomes to a 50? Yeah, it's just a pressure release to make the numbers. Right, right, right. But there's <laughs> all, that's why there's always ways around the cap. It's just like... It, Usually. It, and Eventually, by, you have to pay the piper, but you can... You think can, about in this. theory, keep kicking it down the road as long as you so, want. So, think about it. They crying poor, right? Yeah. They signed OBJ for 18... <laughs> and like Lamar Jackson's like, well, damn, <laughs> you ain't gonna give me what now, I Now, let me ask you guys this question. Is there any way, because listen, I may, I'm not high on Odell, but a lot of people are, and the players love Odell. Say what you want. Yep. Is there any way that Lamar saw this and said, hmm. Yep. Sure. Maybe I'm, I'll, I'll, even if it's just a little change, that he's a little more open now to going back. This was always the ploy, boo. See, yep. they got y'all. See, this is what we call, let me go ahead and grab somebody else over here and they can talk to you in your own language. At the end of the day, a lot of people don't believe Odell is that good anymore. He was never that good. But the thing about it is, amongst his peers, Odell Beckham is still believed to be at the top of the food chain. Now, they like, all right, well, obviously, it's broken down with Lamar Jackson, right? Why would you not have a quarterback, but you spend money on a receiver? That wouldn't make no sense, right? Because it would make sense yeah. that, oh, well, we need to rebuild. We'll figure it out later, but we're not going to pay no high price dudes now if we're not paying Lamar Jackson. But guess what? Now you sign him. Lamar Jackson actually tweeted. He actually was FaceTiming when he actually, when Odell Beckham yeah. Jr. got signed. So yeah. my thing is this. I believe they just did it like, look, He's going to be our liaison. We can't talk to him right now. Hopefully, he can get him back on the train because now it looks like, hey, look what we did for you. Kind we got of you a legit receiver. What do you think, Jason? I don't think it'll have any impact on Lamar financially. It's not like Lamar's been saying five for 250. Oh, you got me, Odell? All right. Uh, I'll take five for two. And let's get not this. Fair. That's not going to happen. He's still. However. It's, it's not going to impact even financially. Even if fully guaranteed? I, I agree with you. I agree with you, Jason. However, if they do Let's say the Ravens pick up their offer and make him a better offer that he does like, and maybe he was maybe maybe he was ninety percent not going to take it even if they came to his demand because he wants out. Do you think that in that scenario he's more likely to get over that? No, no. I, but I think from I, what this tells me is from yeah. the Ravens' perspective, they feel really good that they're going to get something done with Lamar eventually. Yeah. Right, because otherwise, why would you, why do, would this? you yeah. do this? And and that kind of surprises me because, because I, Odell's going to be a misery on that team if oh, they oh, stink. Oh, oh, think about oh, it. This if Caleb a, Huntley is thrown oh to him, God. he's <laughs> already destroyed Eli Manning hey. and Baker. What's he, what's that man going to do to Caleb Huntley? Tyler, Tyler Huntley. Whatever. And he's who cares? Yeah. And that's like if that's your man's. That's like if like that's your guy. And somebody that's like Bull say, "Ag hey, Bush, listen, man. Um, I, I know you want this bread, bro. I know you want the money." But I need you to come back to the show. And I'm like, man, I'm not coming back for nothing less than this. But then Bull come, they sign Bull, and then they bring a whole nother person that I'm cool with. Say uh, Peterlin. They're like, Peterlin coming, and they gave him a bag. I'm like, well, I was going to leave, 
But now two of my friends are here and now look, I mean, I might not get 250, but if they came and said, give me 200 yeah. fully guaranteed, that right, you think good. so? He's, to, bu- he's buying it. You're not business is business boys. And I think I'm leaning, I do think it don't matter who's on I, that team. I, yeah, it but ultimately, how many zeros are on my check. Ultimately, the powers, the players don't have the same power that the players in the NBA do. And if the Ravens outright refuse to trade him, he's not. What is he going to do? He's not going to sit out. Yeah. I just don't buy that. No, I don't. Th- I, I don't know. I like I've been on record this whole time. I thought yeah. he's played his last game right. in Baltimore. So I was a little bit surprised. But by if they this. play hardball, I mean, why would you sign Odell? Because if you, if your quarterback's Tyler Huntley, you're punting Caleb. the season. I'm calling that's Caleb not Huntley. That's not, even a gen- that's not even a gentleman's punt. No, that's a full that, punt. That's a full, I just kicked Dave Zastadil punt. <laughs> like, full lefty punt. Yes. But my thing is like, Odell Beckham Jr. is persuasive. He's going to, like, even though him and Baker didn't get along, he was play video games with Baker. Like, right. they, like that's why we just like, yo, but you just got done playing uh, Call of Duty with him. You don't think he's going to be calling Lamar Jackson every single day? No, I don't think he will. Because guys stay out of other guys' pockets. Like, mm. we learned that with yeah, Baker when true. he got on the, I forget what player it was, when he Damn, got running Jason. back. Duke Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Lloyd is yeah. giving hella rebuttals today. Yeah. Ah, rebuttal. You, you, that, it's it's a fair stay, point. Guys stay, stay out of other guys' you money. stay out of my right. pocket. I'll stay out of your But either. it shows right. you, and listen, I don't blame him. It shows you that Odell only cared about the money. I mean, oh, well, yeah. Wow. I mean, he's and I don't blame his, him. He's at the end of his career. Yeah. Like, this is his last big payday. That is, he's getting paid. You know he's getting paid. That is elite Number one receiver yeah, money. Yeah. Like I think Amari Cooper's getting two. Like Mari Cooper's getting like twenty-one, right? I mean, yeah. eighteen for that's crazy. That's and and he's you know. But here's the thing: like the only time he's really played well, and even with the Rams, like he put up the good. Tu- he didn't put up a lot of yardage, mm-hmm. but he put up good touchdown numbers with the Rams. Yeah, that's the only time he's put up good touchdown numbers since his third year with the Giants. I'll give you that. And what was the case? He, there was a number one receiver there, Cooper Cup. Yeah, he has not played with a better receiver than him. Now Mark Andrews is really good. He's probably better than Odell at this point, but he's not a wide receiver. I don't know. Like they don't really have anybody else. It. I mean, what's your expectations? Obviously, it's different based on if Lamar's there or Huntley's there. But even with Lamar, they're still a run first team. Yes, like the Browns were. Even more so. I. I, I I think his best days are behind him. I've thought that for a while. Does he have a thousand yards this year, even if Lamar plays? Well, we've talked about how watered down that number right, is. Right. So I'm not. Yeah. I mean, he put up a thousand he, yards yeah. here. Yeah. So he, 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 he could probably. Do, I mean, that's what fifty a game. But you're, that's assuming he's going to play a full season. Yeah, which he did here. I mean, I'll give him credit. He yeah. played hurt here. He had the the groin thing or the hernia. Yeah. First now. year when he had a thousand yeah. yards, and he still fought through it. Played yeah. a whole year. Man. And I, you know, I do think he's committed to the craft. I think he's committed to the game, and I think he'll do whatever it takes to get on the field. Yeah, I give him a thousand yards. I, but I, that's yeah. fifty or sixty yards. I think. A game. I think going to the NFL, the, the little owners meeting help. Like people saw him hugging out with Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. There's like, oh, he's he was not that, a little bit. He ain't that bad of a guy. He came in here. I think that helped him a lot. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Beckham's thirty years old. Just to clear that up. Right. He'll turn thirty-one in November. Right? He turns thirty-one in November. Yeah. Correct. Also, I went on Wikipedia Dang. to look up his age. Do you know his middle name, according to Wikipedia? Odell. Yeah. I don't I know. Think I knew this. Erasmus. Close. That's a good one, Erasmus. <laughs> Cornelius. See, I, I was oh, the, it's the school. same family. It's the same family. Cornelius. It, yeah, that's according to Wikipedia, girl. Odell Cornelius Beckham Jr. 
that definitely Cornelius. sounds that definitely sounds That's like an a, old school name. That I sounds guess. like a, a a French butler. You know what I thought with Cornelius because that was one of the main characters. Did you ever see the original Planet of the Apes? Yes, no. my Brian son McDowell. loves that stuff. Love Planet of the Apes. Planet, of, good gracious, the original Planet of the Apes with uh, boy? Charlton Heston. Yeah. Yes, man. Go Take watch your it. filthy paws off me, you damn dirty ape! <laughs> hey man, hey listen. <laughs> he wanted to say that for a long time. <laughs> matter, matter of fact, that's his first the, line. Here's the thing about here's the thing about stuff nowadays. Yeah. Look, you can't. I trust me. There's yeah. a lot of things you used to be able to do ten years ago. You just can't do now. Like if you was walking in, if you was walking in the store or a grocery store, you randomly can't mention the animal monkey. You can't just be like, I saw five monkeys the other day. You'd be like, people would be like, what? I know, yeah. <laughs> I, no, at the zoo, the Cleveland Zoo. Yeah, The yeah. primates, I You're love right. that. The best section, I took my kids and everything. You're right. We even, he loves the monkeys. You get nervous about saying everything. <laughs> you get everything. nervous, right? Yeah. You can't even say certain animals. Yeah. So real quick, now that Odell's <laughs> back in the division. drink my water. <laughs> now that Odell's back in the division, do yeah. you expect Lamar to take another snap for Baltimore, yes or no? Does this change your thought? Uh, yeah, it yeah. does because it makes me think Baltimore is not going to go out like that. Go, uh, yeah, and the only thing I'll say is after the draft is over, will the Colts or another team that needs a quarterback at that point offer him a contract that's so outrageous that Baltimore just won't, ma- won't be able to match it? Oh, they better trade Odell if they do. Oh my that, God! Uh, I think it's all part of the plan. I think I think they think like, look, we're not about to get Kyrie. <laughs> we you gonna have to just be mad and either yeah. show up or not show up. And if you do show up, chances are you are gonna say, all right, well, I might as well go ahead and sign this deal and quit playing around. But uh, they're not going out. It, this looks like they dug in to me. There's no way they're letting him ride out. I, I mean, if I'm in Indianapolis, I would consider. Yeah, doing it after yeah. the draft. After we talked yeah. about that, they, yeah. what pick do they have? Like the fourth, fourth pick? I think. Fourth. Yeah, they're not giving up the fourth pick. And, but after the draft, but, they get right sign right. Or if they take a quarterback that they like, and maybe they don't want to do it. I don't know. But right. if they don't, is he up still up for that thing? Where so another team could offer him money, right? And uh, then another then they team have could they have to give up two first round picks. They give up two. But first. I think these teams that might consider it are would rather wait till after oh, this year because in theory, say you're the Colts. And in in right after the draft, you sign out uh, Lamar. They don't match it. They, I, I, the assumption is they will, but let's say for some reason they don't. Right. Well, now you first if the first first round pick you given up is next year, but you're like, well, with Lamar, we'll at least be in the middle 17, of the pack. 17, 18, 19, right. 15, so now the draft pick's not that high. If, if right. you're the Colts, if you're the Atlanta Falcons, I mean, to me, it's a no brainer for any team after the draft. And, and Washington should should be doing the same thing. They I, should. I try, shout out to London, but we don't believe in Sam Howell. We don't. That I, is not I, it. Washington and Indy are probably the two, and, and Atlanta. You're right. Yeah. All three of those teams. Like, I'm seriously considering it after after the draft. And uh, you know, now the problem is if they match, then well, then you know you got to go back to the quarterbacks you have and say, well, we wanted Lamar. What, but so what, what? If I was here's this may sound crazy. Yeah. If if I was if I was the Miami Dolphins, I trade Tua straight up with something else for Lamar Jackson. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That's fascinating. I straight up trade him. Would Baltimore want Tua? I mean, they'd want rather, way more than just Tua, I'll tell you that. You know, they'd want more than Tua, but, sure. But I'm saying, you get I a quarterback. Would. I would definitely, and Lamar would probably be thrilled and to play he, for Miami. You play for Miami, he going home? Come on now. All right, guys. We're going to play a new game in a sec, but first I got to tell you guys about the Great Lakes Collectors Convention. Yeah. The Great Lakes Collectors Convention, presented by Greeny Sports yes, Card, takes over the Fieldhouse in Independence, Ohio, April 14th through the 16th. That is this weekend. It's where the passions of sports fans, collectors, wow, and sports talks weekend. enthusiasts collide. 50,000 square feet of ball card bliss, hundreds of display tables, card shop, live theater, with some interactive performances from some of the region's most notable sports media members, including four of us from the UCSS cast. Great cards, great locations, great show. Tickets on sale now at greenysportscards.com. We're also giving away free passes for first-place VIP passes at wkyc.com slash contest and 20 other admission passes. Check it out, and tomorrow we have one of the organizers of the event in studio to talk about this. We'll get you all the information. And one of those organizers is Jeremy Levine. He's coming on tomorrow. And so Jeremy's going to be – go ahead, Jay. I was going to say, what day are you guys going? So G and Mikey and I will be there Sunday. Jay's going to be there too, but he made his own arrangement. <laughs> uh, he made it sound like he's exclusive. I actually – He I'm made a, his own arrangement. Oh, yeah, no. But he had, they had already – they had connected with him separately through WKYC. <laughs> oh, okay. Back I, I actually, I might be able to join you guys All on right, Sunday. Well, come on. We're gonna yeah, back. come in Sunday. I, I, for some reason, I thought you were coming Saturday and I got the cast. No, Saturday. Jonathan Peterlin will be there with us too. So he'll be on a panel with us. All right. So Jeremy Levine, who those of you who don't know who's going to be on with us tomorrow, he is the son of legendary sports broadcaster Les Levine. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. You didn't know no, that. I didn't know that. I know it because he's – I worked with I mean, him. that's probably true. It is true. I'm just getting ready for true or false. I worked with Jeremy at uh, 92.3 The Fan. He's a great guy. We all miss his dad. Anybody that's been living in Cleveland uh, wonderful forever. Man. Wonderful man. Les was unbelievably nice yep. to everybody. everybody. We lost Les Levine and Michael Stanley within a year of each other. Yep. Yeah. Two Cleveland legends, one in music, one in sports. And Michael Michael Stanley, of course, loved sports as well. I used to talk sports, and he loved TV. Yeah. Michael and I used to talk sports and TV all the time. I missed them both terribly. They were such amazing people to me as a newcomer to Cleveland. And I'll, when Jeremy's here, I'll think of Les. And uh, next week is the Les Levine Honorary Breakfast, the Less is More Breakfast, brought to you by the Jewish News. And I'll be on that panel as well with, with Andy Baskin and a few others. So we miss those guys, and we'll talk to Jeremy tomorrow. Uh, go ahead, Mikey. Tell us about uh, this We new got game. a new game real quick. I have not read the article, but WKYC just tweeted out, a judge grants a motion to quash Deshaun Watson's deposition in a civil lawsuit. So we'll look into that and see if there's anything to talk about tomorrow. Okay. Did not read the article, but that's the headline. Uh, we're going to play a new yeah, game real week. quick. That was today. What, is, what does that mean? I don't, I'm confused. I don't know what quash means. That's why I don't want to get into it. I will read. <laughs> we'll digest. It may, may mean that it can't go public, but go go ahead. I'm not sure. So we'll I talk about it tomorrow. I, yeah, I don't yeah, want to ahead. get into it. We got two Who things cares? to do. Go ahead. This yeah. game is called, did this really happen? Yeah. It's true or false, but yes or no. Okay. Things that either happened or didn't <laughs> happen on the last day of the NBA's regular season. Oh, yeah, by the way, man. look at a close-up on Jason's uh, board right now. Oh, uh, I know the NBA just got drunk yesterday. Where is my phone? Where is my phone? 
<laughs> I, I don't know. I was trying. I was I was picking up all kinds of players in fantasy basketball to try to win back-to-back fantasy basketball championships, and I finished in second. Well, oh. you may know some of these then, but are you guys ready? Yes. Yeah. These are yes or no questions. So did this really happen? Oh. Take it, Steve. Did Sandro Mamalashevli score 23 points and grab 11 rebounds for the Spurs in a win over Dallas yesterday? Yes or no? Jason says no. Bull says yes. G says yes. Anthony's getting the scoreboard. The correct answer is yes. That is I a picture of Sandro Mamalashevli. <laughs> I actually guessed on that one. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I, I didn't know I that I thought one. there's yeah. no way that's a real person. <laughs> I knew that. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that either. <laughs> that is the point. Some of these may be real. Some of these may be fake. Are there any where you're just making up the name of the person? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, Lord. That's very much. That's uh, very on brand for you. Yeah. Thank you. I yeah. thought it was a fun game because so is. many random dudes. Okay. This Did this really happen? Number two. Did Jeff Bullaby score 18 points, making six threes for the Hawks in a loss to Boston? Jason says no. G says no. Bull says no, it's a fake name. Steve? You are correct. That's a generic 2K creator. <laughs> Jeff Bullaby does not exist. Jeff Bullaby. That, oh, my goodness. It, oh, that felt very fake, Jeff Bullaby. It is all the, the black dude. That's way never Jeff Bullaby sounds more right. fake than Sandro Mamashukalevalivili. <laughs> I just felt like if you were going to make up a name, it would be a generic, like, American name, not, not a European name. Fair. Okay. Let's see if I'm wrong. Number later. three of Did This Really Happen? Did Marjan Beauchamp have 10.6 <laughs> rebounds and four assists for the Bucks in a loss to Toronto? I don't even. <laughs> Jason says yes. G says yes. Bull says no. Is Marjan Beauchamp real? Yes. Steve. Yes, he's real. Oh, he's real. All right. Oh, I thought he. I thought he was real, but didn't. I didn't think those stats were impressive enough that you would put he him act, on there. He actually looks like a two K player in real life, though. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, Marjan Bochamp did do that. Marjan. Which means G Bush is now in the league, correct? Yeah. Yeah. G Bush has three. Jason Bull have two. Question number four. There's eight of these, by the way. Okay. Oh, my God. You're gonna Did Trey Mann record a 24-point, 12-rebound, 12-assist, triple-double for the Thunder in a win over the Grizzlies? Trey Mann. <laughs> that, uh, this sound like, that sound like somebody's cousin in Boys in the Hood. Bro, I, bro, you, I appreciate the vertical board from G today. Yeah. Bull I, says, yes. Yes, he effing did. The other two said no, and Bull, with confidence, is correct. Yes, that one I knew. Trey Mann did a first-round pick from Florida a few years ago. 24-12-12 and 12 for the boys from the See, hood. See, I don't cousin. know if you're ma- making up names or making up stats. See, it could be anything. You know? Yeah. He's a, he's a jerk. It's a wild card out here. That's why the question is, did this really happen? Yeah. Number five. Did Axton Bra score nine points, <laughs> grab 18 <laughs> rebounds, and block? I spelled grab wrong. grab 18 rebounds. Yeah, I, I spelled that wrong. And block four shots for Orlando in the loss of the Heat. No, fake name. G. Bush says, stop it. Jason says... Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give Jason a no for the. 
And he yeah. gets <laughs> I knew that was Brian. I knew that was a Mike fake name. Oh special. my God! I know. I know your fake name, hey, Mike. Listen, that, that, <laughs> that was like Axton Bra. True story. Like, I went on create. <laughs> I, I went on 2K last night and just clicked random name generator oh. and just followed me and asked him bro with the first two that popped up. That dude looked like he'll walk on for IUPUI, bro. Just just walk on small four, that's oh only 6'2". Oh my god. I'm Next falling apart up. over here. <laughs> Question number five, and did this really happen? Did Dominic Barlow score 21 points and grab 19 rebounds for the Spurs? I mean, how many Spurs Dallas? was killing? <laughs> like Spurs had triple doubles, but no, 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 no. Dominic Barlow <laughs> no. of the New England Barlows. <laughs> no, I'm not. Nah, Bull says yes. G says nah. No. Not a no, an emphatic nah. And Jason says yes. I need my phone. He needs his phone. Uh, it is true that Jason needs his phone. It's also true that Dominic Barlow put up a 21.19 rebound. This Spurs should have been the start. Spurs the best team in the league all of a sudden the last Put up day. Dominic Barlow again. He looks like Kai Penn ate Robin Lopez. <laughs> he also looks like Victor Wembanyama a little bit. Oh, really? He, he did. I think see. he looks like if Kai Penn ate Robin Lopez. You're right. Yeah. He got that yeah. boy Robin, call. Robin Lopez. <laughs> or that, if they had a child together. I don't Robin know. Lopez be shuffling his feet down. His knees is shot. He be throwing this little nasty hook. <laughs> Robin Lopez. What's the standing? We have two questions left. Anthony, give us a score update, please. All right, Bull is in the lead with five. G's in second place with four, and Jason's in dead last with three and a half hey, points. Three and a half. Three. And, the maybe. <laughs> I, you he said maybe. I gave him half. half. I picked the wrong one to put the maybe on because okay, I, hey, that's a loss. Get out of here. All right, question seven. Yeah. Did ZQ score eleven points for the Nets in a loss to Philadelphia? Bull says yes. Book G it. says no. I don't believe Jason that. says no. The answer Book it. is no. CQ oh. is real. He did play in the NBA. He's now playing in the Australian basketball. Oh. See, I knew he was a real player. He is a real player. So Please. I assumed if he was real that he did those. Yuta Wananabe is the player you're thinking on the Nets who did score 11 points yesterday. Ah, uh, Yuta. Good old Which means Yuda. we are tied, Anthony, right? Going to the last question. Tied at five. Let's go. Who, G and I? Yes. Okay. For the first ever championship of Did This Really Happen, Steve, did Kenneth Lofton Jr. score 42 points and grab 14 rebounds for the Grizzlies in a loss to OKC? Uh, I don't know. I don't know nobody no Kenny Lofton Jr., bro. And you have 42? I should have seen this. G. Bush says no. I should have seen this if you Jason says no. I should have. Somebody should have told me. If Bull's drawing a picture. He's confident. Bull's right. He is book. confident. And honestly, Bull, he says yes, he did. Book it. Winner, winner. 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 Book it. Kenny Bull Lofton's is right. real. He's real. And Kenneth Lofton Jr., he had a big the game. G League Rookie of the Year yep. from Beaumont, Texas. He's I about high six school. foot five, bro. G. Bush, he's listed at 6'7", 295 he's six pounds. He's 6'5", 290. He should, I told him he should have went out for the league and been a D-tackle. 
Ken, hey. well, that's Kenny Lofton's son? No. No. Oh. So, I, like I said, I covered him in high school. Louisiana okay. Tech. His parents, Why are we laughing? It's Kenny Lofton Jr. It was reasonable to think it might be his Earl son. Earl asked no? that this morning. His parents loved Kenny Lofton. They, they, Kenny Lofton was their fa- parents, his parents' favorite player. He looks yeah. nothing like looks Kenny Lofton. nothing like Kenny Lofton. <laughs> nothing like well, that. on Friday, by the way. Met uh, Kenny Lofton on Friday. Kenny Lofton's oh, yeah. like six foot, hundred. Well, that's why I was like, how pounds. is he so big if he's Kenny Lofton's kid? Maybe he married a real big woman. I don't he know. He's not Kenny Lofton's <laughs> kid. Because that's what did meet- former Major League Baseball players do. <laughs> well, she could be 6'5 and they gorgeous. linebackers. There's good-looking tall women. <laughs> nah. <laughs> what do you mean, no? Nah, they... they, they Say there's no good-looking tall women? Of course there What's are. What's her name? Back in the day, uh, who played Drago's wife in Rocky Four. She was Bro, a good-looking woman. Hey, there's a lot of good-looking women. Hey, you tall get, women. That means they can put more weight on their bones and frames <laughs> later what on. What was her name? Brigitte Nielsen. Did you oh, guys yeah, yeah. enjoy the Did It Really Happen? It was good. No, okay. it was horrible. Thank you, Jason. I, who won? I'm the champ. You won. You're the people's I'm champ. The first champ ever. You now already speaking, know what place I came in. Second place. The, the Phil Mickelson in this game. The all-time leading. I am Akeem Olajuwon during Jordan's run. So, <laughs> speaking of Kenny Lofton, yeah. at the colleague racing party on Friday, we got a chance to meet oh, Kenny Lofton. Nice. Yeah. He was cool, and we brought the camera out. I now, wish I would have known that because Kenny Lofton got mad at me once in an interview, and you could have asked him about it. It was very crowded, as you guys will see. Oh. Jason came for a sec. Okay. We brought a camera, and uh, this is what happened. Steve, you can take the package, please. We were at the Thirsty Parrot at the Matt Colling Party. Shout out Colling Racing, the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. We are one hour from first pitch between the Guardians and the Mariners, and there's a lot of drunk people out here, and I'm about to get their predictions for the first home game of the Guardians 2023 season. Do you feel like everyone's had enough to drink? No. No. In about an hour, the answer will be yes. I really don't give a f***ing if they win or lose. We're ready to get this party started this today. Guy. Let's get it started, mother <laughs> feel really good about it. I mean, you know, we've taken care of business the last couple of games, so I think, you know, it's going to just streamline right into today. And uh, with the amount of energy we have here tonight now in Cleveland, I really think it's going to be the, uh, the crowd that brings us into it. 17 innings, 0-0, Jimenez bottom of the 17th home run i think it's gonna be zero to one a very boring game <laughs> win or lose zero oh, we're scores. gonna win oh we're gonna win did you hear the doubt in her voice when she was oh what i mean come on it's a guardians win right the reality is most of these games are snowed out or rained out but today we have i don't know 55 degrees of sunshine my prediction is 10-5 cleveland guardians i've been told by like everybody up to my parents i look like joseph verlander it's an inside joke. Let's just get this mother freaking party started, mother. I think so. It seems like they are. I definitely am. And I'm pumped for the Guardian season. Let's go try. So that's it. Everyone made their predictions. We will see which ones are right. But I feel out of place, empty handed here at the Parrots. So to Colin Gracing, to the Guardians, and a successful season. Start the timer. Back to you guys in the studio. <laughs> back <laughs> back, back to, to us. Like we sent it out. Uh, Old habits die hard. That was good. I like that. couple of comments. Uh, first of all, you know, bad job by that woman with the zero to one. I hate when people say the score backwards. It's inappropriate. Nobody wants to comment on that? Well, Anthony does it all the time. I don't want to talk about it. Anthony does it all the time. I saw my... And, and bad job out of my old college radio station, 89 won the point. 
uh, in which they tweeted out scores from a lacrosse game in Rochester, and they gave the backward score. What has happened, Kaz, to our sports department that we're now tweeting out the how scores back? How does he pay attention to that? How I have it, no I idea. Fo- I give love radar. to my college radio station. I follow them on how Twitter. How does that hit your radar, my dog? Like, I follow them on Twitter, and like, I happen to w- notice it. Like, when you are watching, like, when you are watching games, like, because you watch, like, 10 baseball games at once. <laughs> no, I don't. I try to. Uh, two. two to three. Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least no, two. I, do. I, I actually bounce around. So, so you're watching all During these the games. I bounce around. <laughs> this yeah. guy, I can't, listen, if I don't watch, if I miss two innings, I, don't, I couldn't tell you what happened. This dude bouncing from joint to joint. Well, I, yeah, what I do usually is uh, during the Guardians game and, and when I'm watching the Cubs too, I will go between innings, I'll put on games of my fantasy players that yeah, are yeah. batting or pitching. Yeah. And my pitching has been awful so far. Well, I have the two TV set up in my office, so yeah. I've got two games on, and then I've got the laptop, a third game on. Yeah, yeah. I watch one on the TV. I told I you I have ADD. I can totally watch all three at once. Yeah, I know. I love it. I, lo- I and, and and honestly, again, I'll say it again. I'm loving the new rules. I'm loving the, the speed and energy of the game. Same. Mike, great job on that that piece. That I always package. find it funny. That I can't pause. believe you found that much space in there because when I was there, yeah. I know and we were like this we got the whole Steve time. On camera there, we got Anthony and his girlfriend on camera there. She didn't want to be on camera, but she was. I know she didn't want to be. We here. didn't take enough B-roll, so we were very limited in national shots. We got. I walked up yeah. to Thirsty Parrot and yeah. texted Mike. I'm like, I'm, I ain't waiting this line. It was yeah. like six mile long line. Oh, to get to thir- Why would you have to wait on the line? Well, you- I, I didn't know where they were. I just oh. I said I'm leaving. Like I, I'm not waiting. Literally walking to Jason as we were. McNuggets, is there any prospects in there? Any it, it was so crowded, dude. It was so crowded. I thought he's already it got like a well, unbelievably so crowded. He still could. Well, he still he, he's like still the looking Guardians. for prospects. He's, I thought he was in, he's in the game. In minor leagues, minor leagues. I thought, I don't no, know. We, we're set. We had a good time, but <laughs> it was it was absolutely packed. We, we walked <laughs> into the kitchen. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you so out of this. So awkward, Mike. You hey, stick with me. You so follow me. I'll get you out of this. We had to walk through the kitchen. Yeah. To oh, get really? Actually, this, what were you drinking, by the way? Was that a land this shark? That's the high, high noon. Oh. An open bar. Hey, for real, shout out, colleague. They threw a good party. Matt came and said what's up to us. Uh, we met Kenny Lofton there. Uh, yeah. Uh, there was another guy there. Rick Smith. Rick Ricky Smith. Care. He does the random acts of kindness. I don't know what you're talking He was... Ricky Smith? I don't know who this is. Who's that? Should I know? A former player? He, he's a comedian. A stand-up comedian that does oh. a lot of... Uh, like charity work in Cleveland. Oh, I, I'm not sure who you're uh, talking about. My watch keeps buzzing. He's on him. my phone. So I'm trying to retest my watch. Jason's literally dying. Oh, I'm right. watching a man We're out of time. Oh, Coming up on overtime, God. we'll answer your fan questions. Any guests on tomorrow's show, Mikey? Tomorrow, yeah, Zach Levine and Pete Prisco. Oh, Zach Levine. I'm going to the Guardians game tonight, but I got to go home and get my phone. Prisco's come all the way back. Me. Well, I'm, I'm sure I'll argue with Prisco tomorrow. Go ahead. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. See ya. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.